Welcome to the Pause and Proceed podcast. I'm your girl, Bridget LeRae. And I'm your host, SB. Dude, we need that every time. Like, what? <laughs> you know, give us the horn every time we introduce ourselves. That's what it needs to be like. You know, it's going to, the horn is going to fit in at some point of the episode, though. You, you know what? We just need to do it every time in introduction in the beginning. I'm with that. Solomon. I'm What's up, y'all? y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing this week? How you feeling? That's just because I'm hungry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a little out of my mind today. That's all right. Well, I'm glad that you're hungry and that you're feeling well. Hungry um, and feeling well. And we are doing yeah. good since Solomon asked. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, yesterday, SB and I, we mm-hmm. went to church. We did. Church, someone. Church. We did, y'all. Woo. It was Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we went to one LA Potter's house with uh, and you know it'd be like silly, crazy, crowded, especially when everybody knows that the first lady, Miss Sarah Jakes herself, and PT are gonna be in the building. Who is PT? That's her husband? Yeah, Pastor Ture. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm the founder of the church. Okay, yeah. okay. So did they start in Dallas and then they moved it to LA? No, it was started here, right there at okay. the uh, theater. Right okay. There. Yeah, and Tere, Pastor Tere started it, and then him and Sarah began to date. And you know, that I love the story. Mm-hmm. Like, she, you know, T.D. Jakes is her dad, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, maybe living under a rock. But T.D. Jakes is um, Sarah Jakes' dad. Okay. So, you know, she's been around, you know, the pastor life all her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then she meet this man. Is he from L.A.? Uh, yeah, he has an awesome story too. Oh, so it's not. An I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know if he's from LA, but I know, I don't know his whole story. But I know he's like shot as a child. Okay, and like he's he has a he uh, was delivered. He has a a, a deliverance story. <laughs> deliver, He's been delivered. Okay, and so, um, so he wait. So I'm thinking that is an extension from the church in Dallas. It's not. So it was called uh, One LA at first, it, right? Okay, and then. So him and Sarah been, you know, they were dating, then they've been married for a while. And um, oh, what I was saying was, mm-hmm. I love the story because, you know, even although TDJ is her dad, she didn't preach until she got with her man oh, who flourished, you know, help her, you know, flourish that gift, nourish that gift, and she is who she is today. Like, okay. And she gives him a lot of credit for that. And she, they added the pot, Potter House right. name. They must to have that. like you Yeah, know, that's smart. You know, um, smart business. Coincided with the uh, pastor. Okay. Jake's the Potter House. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I love them and Sarah was talking about uh, what was the name of the sermon? I don't know, but she was talking about deliverance. Listen, they just had Good Friday on the, the screen. The and whole time. Thing, they just, I'm not even sure what she, what the name of the sermon was. You got me wanting to but, look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. But it was, um, because that it was, was a, good a really great sermon. I personally have not been to church in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Bridget, What's a while? I really, ooh, um, I would um, sometimes, oh my God. What's the name of the church with the man? He used to have the locks. Never mind. It's I called can't. Free to Become. Oh, oh, free to become I do remember that because they bought the girl on stage. She had the free hat on. At oh the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember yeah. that. But it's been a while since um, I've actually been a member of a church. I'll say that. Like I've gone to church here and there. I want to say last time 
with the exception of yesterday that I actually stepped inside of a church probably a good four years. But I haven't been a member, my God, in over a decade. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We would have ran to church if I would have known that. Because you've been talking about going for a while. I have. I have been talking about going for a while because my mom used to watch, um, what was his name? Back in Virginia, Pastor... um, uh, oh Lord, come on to me! I know you sent it to me. We mm. was gonna go visit his church. We were. We still uh, are. Pastor, I cannot think of his name, and I'm gonna like add it in here. But yeah. she used to watch the program, and it was based here in Compton. And um, I found out that the church is still around. His son is still running the church, and I told Bridget, I feel like this would be. I just had the urge to go, especially because my mom she watched it all the time. Yeah. So. We're gonna we're gonna go to that church too. All right. Yeah. When when KC Price. There we go. There Pastor you go. KC Price. You're so yes. proud of yourself for thinking that. Yes. <laughs> I am. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice. So how did you how did you feel yesterday about stepping in the house of the Lord for and for the first time in four years? Although, let me disclaimer, you are the church. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you are the church, you embody. For real. The church. Like, in a real the Holy way. Holy Spirit is in you, for you, and on you, for others. Like, you are the church everywhere you go. And I feel that way. Yeah. I've, like, my grandma has planted that testimonial seed in our family. Amen. You know Granny. what I'm saying? So, yes. I already, the spirit is within me. Right. But I like the concept, or so, I like the concept of, of church because it gets you into a routine. Okay. As they were talking about practicing and how you got to practice certain things to yes. get, you know, where you become a new uh-huh. and shed some of those habits. Yeah. So I like the idea of going somewhere every so often. If it's not every Sunday, you know, just try to frequent it to your your schedule because you need those reminders. Right. If you're not keeping yourself accountable, the church helps you keep yourself accountable. Yeah. But I felt I felt like it was the cherry on top that I needed right now oh, in my life. Scary. That's, scary. That's how I felt. I felt that I had to personally, because, you know, the word of 2023 is provision, right? Uh-huh. Your word, yeah. My word. Mm-hmm. And when I look back on everything, I had to kind of get away and find my own way because I felt like at the time when I was younger in my teens or, you know, growing up in my early 20s, when I started to kind of detach, that it was a lot of talking as far as telling me what to do but not really showing me exactly what to do. The church, church folk? Yes. Yeah. Because I recall... Do as I say, not as I do type of thing. I asked my grandma, I asked her a question about God or why does God do this or something. I remember being a child, I probably was maybe eight, and she was like, you don't question God. Oh. And when she said that, I didn't agree with it as a child, but it's like, that's your grandma. Yeah. But something in my spirit was like, hmm. You know, you start to see things because people are people at the beginning yeah. of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you get older, your eyes open. It's like, I'm not sure. So I had to meddle in other forms of spirituality because that was the seed. The spirituality, that what that aspect wasn't going anywhere because I knew God. Mm-hmm. But I had to find it in my own way. So now I'm able to kind of, it was like a full circle moment, come back around and kind of it was like everything that I was journeying in my process when I came there and as she was speaking, it made 
so much sense. It's like Sarah, you ah, talking about yesterday. Yes. Okay. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like as she was speaking her sermon, it was just like, ha, ah, it was like a a exhale. What makes sense to you? Like at what at what point? Or what is it that you made sense of in your life at that point? It just seemed like the culmination of everything that I've been working on, she verbalized it in that testimony as far as um practicing and how we're not if you're not in a space where you need to be or you're trying to you you you're working on yourself and you're trying to get to a certain area mm-hmm. that you have to keep practicing if you're trying to break down those old habits you have to practice the new habits yeah. to break down the old habits yeah. and i think that's how she started to go into um deliverance and how deliverance can be looked at as destruction mm-hmm. because in order to become delivered, you have to destroy your old self. Yeah. And that comes with a lot of pain that people don't want to go through. Oh, no. Yeah. Who wants to? Right. You know, just right. bring pain into themselves. Exactly. Yeah. But somebody on the outside can see you down and out or um, sheltering yourself from the outside world and mm-hmm. look at look at it like you, you're going through something, which you are going right. through something, but you're, you're going through something to get up that mountain. It's not like you're going down. You're going up. But it just... It's, it can be painful because you shed yeah. those old habits, those old beliefs. And when she said that, it just, it was like the culmination of everything I was going through and thinking about. It's like she just said it. And I was like, okay. It just, it I just got clarity on it for some strange reason. That sermon was for you, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, girl, that girl was paying attention. I was. Um, so just to give them context of what, you know, mm-hmm. it was about like what you're talking about. She was talking about, um, you know, how you are. Well, you know, the alcoholic, well, AA, when you go in there, one yeah. thing you say is, you know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I relate to that. And she did, she was saying she didn't, you know, especially Christians, like, I don't like that. No, God didn't, you know, nothing have power over you. You were born. You know, you wasn't born an alcoholic, so why claim that? Right. And so I actually low-key got kicked out of an AA meeting because I was going, I wanted to volunteer with the church mm-hmm. and go to prisons. And in order to do so, you had to go to, I had to go to an AA meeting because that's what they would do within the prisons. They would do the AA meeting. They was like, you can do this, but you have to go sit in the meeting. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they did was stood up, hey, uh, my name's such and such, and I'm, a, and I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, what? I'm like, why are you? I don't. I'm not for that. I'm not. I don't. Not, I'm not with people confessing a disease over themselves. Like you're not an alcoholic. You're a child of God first and foremost. Like yeah. why confess that every single time, every day? And so, Pastor Sarah was talking about yesterday. Like, um, you know, that's necessary. She didn't think it was necessary at first either. But you right. know, breaking it down. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta remember where you came from. So that the enemy can't continuously tempt you with that. You got to keep it in front of you so that, like, if you're too far from it, you feel like, oh, I have power over that. that yeah. That's that's not going to get me anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, no. That's why I had to realize that I was addicted to marijuana. Yeah. And it's like, now that I know, even though I smoked for years and years and years, I don't look at it as an addiction. But now I do. Right. And now that I have power over it, I'm like, oh. I tell you, man, like, oh, I don't care about it. I don't, I'm not tempted with marijuana anymore. Yeah. But now, you know, some CBD or something, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going to lie. I'm working on 
Stop messing hey. with the CBD pen. But you know what? I'm like... One step at a time. 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 That's but I've been it. delivered mm-hmm. from the marijuana. I know y'all like, ain't hey, that wrong marijuana. I'm like, yeah, I get you. I get you. But anything that had power over you, like, it was, it was just like, my yeah. God. Yeah. And I can, I can relate to that. And I haven't been fully delivered from the marijuana, but I don't go to the dispensary as often I was going. I don't smoke every day, which yeah, yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> but um, shout out to Nate Dog. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, but you don't do it every I day. I don't like, do yeah. it every day. And I don't feel like I need it. Yeah. Like, because I'm trying to block the pain. And granted, if it's if it's too painful, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll go. But I understand my progress. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm not shaming myself. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm so tired of shame. I'm not. Oh, I'm so tired. Shaming myself. Done. I get it. Done shaming myself. This is who I am. Yeah. Now you're having a journey. You're not shaming yourself anymore. You're having compassion for yourself. Yes. Compassionate empathy. Like you have for others. That part. Yeah. That part. So I'm glad you brought up um, the AA part because I forgot about that because that is humbling. I think that keeps you humble. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps you, um, it makes me think of. Sort of kind of what you were saying about the thermostat, what we talked about last episode. Being a thermostat, not the thermometer. Exactly. You set the temperature in the room. Don't just be moved by whatever the temperature is. Right. And it keeps, because sometimes she was saying, sometimes you forget. You forget that you've gone through certain things. Mm -hmm. And that's how um, that energy comes back. It could get you and pull you back to where you were. So keep that thermostat set Mm -hmm. and try not to get too... um, I get too disconnected from where you are and try not to drop it from where you are as well. Yeah. Be level. Yeah. And you can remember it keeps you humble for one mm-hmm. and in remembrance of what God has done for you in the past. Yes. Like Ugh. what you've been delivered from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, um, you know, the power of healing. Healing. I, I think about, you know, deliverance. Um, I told you, I was like, oh, I got a deliverance story. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I first came to California, mm-hmm. got here in 2013, and maybe like two years later, maybe in 2015, yeah, it was 2015. So two years later, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was my sinuses. I don't know. But like literally mm-hmm. one day, my eyes just swole up. And I was like, I woke up like, wait a minute. Okay. Is this crust? Like, what happened to... Yeah, I was like, my eyes were swollen, right? And then I had felt a scratch on my lip. And I scratched it, and it's like, my lips just swole up. And it was huge. I looked like... (laughs) Yeah, I don't need you making that face. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, literally, I'm being so honest. Like, my lips was huge. Both of them like this, like... Um, you remember the show Martin? I, when Martin got knocked out in the ring? Oh, I thought you was about to say when uh, Martin had the fam- his uh, reunion, his class reunion, Tisha Campbell, Gina showed up because she had a allergic reaction from like a perm or something, but you're talking about the ring. When one. the ring, okay. when he was a girl, yeah, yeah. the eyes, the lips. I was like, that's, I was looking at that, looking like Martin. So let me tell you. So around this time in my life, you know, I was... I, I'm I'm in LA. I'm I'm jumping. I'm still I'm doing everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm partying, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm being promiscuous. I don't know. You know, I was just living life. I was just, <laughs> you know, living. Like I'm right. out here. Like, let's do this, right? right? And I was angry. I had, you know, a mm-hmm. lot going on in, in my mind, in my life. 
And um, I had a loved one was uh, shared that they had been, you know, sexually assaulted. And that reminded me, I was like, for some reason, I remembered like, oh, damn, I, I had been too. And it was like something that Ooh. I was suppressing. I suppressed for so long that I forgot. Right? So around this time, this is all the time when my lips and eyes start swelling up. So I, was, I went to see a specialist. And they like, well, I don't know. They did all types of tests. Girl, I was allergic to everything. Every grass you could think of. I was like allergic to everything in the world. So they're like, yeah, you just can't be outside. I'm like, what? That's stupid. I'm not about to just not be outside. You not be outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why all of a sudden I'm allergic to everything? Like, what is going on? They had no answers. And so the swelling will last like three days, and then it will go down. Then I would, okay, good, I'm good, right? That was the first time. And then the next month, it happened. And the next month, it happened like the next week. I'm oh, sorry, not wow. month, the next week. It was happening every week. Guess for how long? For how long? Nine months. The time it takes to cook a baby up. Nine months. So. For three days out of the week. When I tell you I was miserable, I wanted to die. I was like, I don't even care if I live or die at this moment. Oh, like, it was that bad. It was bad. I hated life. I was like, God, how could you do Like, what? what is going on? What is going on? She said that. Remember she, uh, Sarah, she said, like, God will put you through some things. And mm. you can have a a smooth selling, you know, life. And he pushed you through something for six months and you about to oh, hop off the cliff and girl, ride me, Lord, and da-da-da-da-da. Girl, I was on that, right? Yeah. And I can feel the, you know, I knew when it was about to happen. Like, it, I would feel like the aura was like a tingling sensation. And I'd be like, oh, shit, it's happening again. Like, I would just succumb to it. And then it happened, right? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I'm going to make this long story short. If y'all want to hear more, like, y'all can read about it in the next upcoming upcoming book, The First 33 Wong's <laughs> Journey from Trash to Treasure. And that's going to be in part three. Amen. But, um, you know, long story short. So I went to see this doctor, right? It was She was a nurse practitioner. And I told her the story. I was like, you know, I just got something going on. I don't know. And when I explained to her, I said, it feels like it's something, like, it comes up from the, my toes and it just runs through my body and something is trying to come out of me from my lips and my eyes. And she was like, mm, she had her back turned to me. She was like typing some stuff. And she was like, that sounds like something old. And when she said that, it connected with my spirit. And I knew she meant spiritual. I knew she wasn't talking, you know, as far as healthcare wise. Mm. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? She was like, no, never mind, never mind. You know, she got embarrassed. And then I was like, no, 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 no. No, you said I heard it. you. Yeah. I heard you. What do you know? Right. And so she said, okay, well. The same thing used to happen to me. Look at God. Always sending me confirmation. She said the same thing used to happen to me when I was, you know, younger. And she was like, my sister and I started going to therapy, realized that, you know, my mom's husband was molesting us as children. And as soon as I came to grips with that, started, you know, getting therapy and talking that over, it stopped happening. I'm like, what the heck? I, what? Like you're making yourself sick by the suppression of whatever that was in you girl, was trying to come out. Exactly. I'm like, orifices. how did God send me to this girl who had the same issue? And then I was like, and I start crying, bawling in that, do in that doctor's office. I was like, I just remembered that I was molested. That's crazy. Girl. Oh, Lord. And so then, so then I remember, um, I said, you know what? Okay. Something came over me. I was like, I need to accept that this happens. Remember I told you whenever it start, I felt this tingling sensation, I would just succumb to it like, oh God, this is happening again. 
So I was like, okay, let me accept this. I'm like, you know what? If this is the new me, I just got to go ahead and, and accept it and not hide. Like, literally, I wouldn't go nowhere. I'm not about to be out looking like that. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm accepting this. And then I just accepted it. And then I would go out in the world and I'd be like, you know what, y'all? Look, I got allergies. I don't know what's going on with me. People be like, it don't look, you know, we don't know what you look like. You could, this could be your regular, regular right. everyday face. I'm like, nah, I look way better than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But okay, so that was number one. We talked about the power of acceptance on like the last podcast. Right. So that's something I just accepted it, right? And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this have, you know, power over me anymore. So I remember being in my little apartment and I was had a mirror in front of me. And for some reason, I was like, I just started like, I'm like, I'm casting these demons out. Oh, I'm missing a pivotal step. So I was looking in the mirror and I was like, God, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Questioning God. Yeah. And he had told me. Mm -hmm. He told me. God. He said, I'm letting you see on the outside what you look like on the inside. And I was like, I looked at myself looking like a monster. Wow. And that's when I just seen like, oh my God, I need to change. I need to be a new me. Like this old me needs to die. Mm -hmm. All the shame, embarrassment, the guilt, the stories, the self-hatred, you know, the part, the, all the stuff that I was doing to myself out of hate, hating myself, that needed to die. And I just started praying and casting the demons out of me saying, you have no power over me. I'm all God's. There's none of you. And all of God and, you know, literally casting demons out of myself because we have the power to deliver yeah. ourselves. You know what I mean? So, and I felt like this huge weight lift off of me, right? And I remember I fell to the ground and I'm just crying. And, and then I just start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And next thing I know, I was speaking in tongues. And I, it was, I felt like the Holy Ghost fire. So... And then I said, this will never happen to me again. Let me mm. tell you about God. Let me tell you about God and his healing power. I said, this will never happen to me again. And I claimed it. And the next time I felt the sensation, I felt like little something on my lip. And I felt the sensation. I said, no. I said, no, no, devil. This is ne God has delivered me from this. Mm -hmm. This would not happen again. It went down and it never happened again. Nine months. Yeah. You gonna put that? You say you gonna put that in your book? Yes. You need to put that in your book. I, I do. So let me tell y'all: yeah. if anybody struggling with any diseases, something that you feel like you can't get rid of, because so many doctors told me it's it's nothing we can do. It's nothing we can do. That's just what. That's your life, man. You can't you can't get to the bottom of anything. Nothing will change unless first you accept it, and then second, you know, cast those demons out of you. Cast them out, like, for real. You got the power to do it. And then trust and believe God for your healing. Like, you, I know God is the healer. I yeah. know because, not because of somebody's story, but because of what he did your for own me. Testimony. Your yes. own testimony. Yes. And then from, from then, that's when, um, you know, the first 33 came out because I was 33. And that's why I'm like, dang, I thought about it when I turned, you know, I was like, dang, what would I, like, what do I want my legacy to be? That's when I got into the legacy building. Like, who do I, who do I want to be? What do I want the environment around me to be when I show up in the room? Do I want it to be chaos and hatred and frustration? Yeah. Or do I want it to be love and togetherness, connection? So when that's when you, I change. When did you start coaching or getting into it? Like when uh, did you first start getting into it? When you moved here? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been on the path of uh, self-realization since I left 
Dayton, Ohio in 2011. Okay. Yeah. I told you I left September 11, 2011. Yeah. And yeah, that was everything in my life is just always, it's so miraculous, I think. Yeah. You're anointed. Thank, and so are you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So are you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And because the way I feel is we can look at everything in life as a miracle or nothing in life as a miracle. That part. And I choose to look at everything as a miracle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I've been on the journey since for a long time and um, just working and seeking help for myself mm -hmm. just gave me a passion to help others. I'm like, dang, I'm thinking of all the people, you know, living and that has died that haven't had the chance to work on themselves. Right. Oof. So I just want to, you know, spread the love and the knowledge. Yeah, we were um, we were talking about that when you said living and died and people that haven't um, had... They didn't rise to their potential. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And I was, we could, we were talking about deliverance and we were talking about um, the church service yesterday. And Bridget asked me, what are some of the things that I've been delivered from? And I had a, I have a hard time answering that question, even though I know there are some things. I think I look at things in a really large way, I guess, a, a massive way. But then she asked me, um, what did you ask me? I started talking about my parents. Like, what type was this? What type of demons? I feel like I feel like. Yeah. What type of demons do you feel? What demons do you think may have been assigned to you to to you know to get you to not live in the fullness of who God right. has created you to be? Right. And I was when you have a big assignment, the bigger your assignment, the more demons are assigned to you. Oof, Lord Jesus. Yeah. So I was just letting her know how like I feel like. My parents, because they didn't live up to their full potential, um, my mom, she was a beautician, but she had to stop what she was doing um, because she had to help out with the household. My dad was a jazz music musician, very talented guy, had a future, but he was addicted to drugs. My mom had to stop what she was doing and try to go make more money to kind of compensate with what he wasn't doing. So both of them, very talented Good looking couple, but they couldn't make it work. And I don't think my mom, my mom just was depressed a lot, you know? And I think their demons of not reaching their full potential, I feel like it latched on to me. Mm. I really, and I think that's what I'm struggling with now because I was displaying, explaining to Bridget. I've always, before my mom passed away, I had a very go-getter mentality. It was something I wanted, I went for it. Like, it was no question about it. After she passed away, it's like, she took, she didn't really take it. But I felt like everything was buried with her. My creativity and everything. And I've been trying to fight to get ago? it back. That was uh, thir 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. She passed away in 2012. And um, I... I'm still trying to rectify. If you go back and listen to our podcast, you you know hear me talk about me trying to do the costume design and trying to see where I am with like my future endeavors and my healing. But I do feel like my mom was. Um, I'm not gonna say she was afraid of the world, but mom's from the south. She'd never been on a plane. She didn't travel. She was like one of those women from the South that was kind of afraid to speak up, you know, white people and, mm -hmm, you know, things yeah. of that sort. My dad was different. He was free. He, you know, he was out and about traveling, but he went to Vietnam, got caught up with 
heroin and whatnot. And he's been, he was on and off drugs throughout my whole entire life. So for some reason, I just feel like their energy, that energy just latched onto me. And I am like fighting tooth and nail Mm. not to, to live up to my highest potential. You know what I mean? I feel like energy is passed down. Energy is passed down through generations and we might not recognize it as that, but that is something that I believe in. And I am trying to be delivered from all of that. Like I'm being delivered, but it's not, it's, it's like in pieces. You know what I mean? Like, cause I know I am because I'm feeling better. I'm not in full fledged depression mode or I'm just not, I feel so much, I feel good. I will say that I, I feel I don't want to say better. <laughs> I feel I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good these days. So I know some deliverance is happening, but I guess because it hasn't happened in a major way, in order for me to recognize, I couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. So I'm okay. still working through it. Yeah. I was listening to you, and I'm thinking you say the word "try" a lot. Look back on this. When you, uh, yeah, when I do. you, so I'm thinking, you know, you were saying about your parents, um, demons being attached to you. Maybe it's, it, it sounds like to me, like the spirit of struggle, um, or just trying and not really taking action and going, going for what you want or what you know is yours. I feel like when I did do that, it didn't work because I was forcing it. And I think I have just slight, I don't want to overuse this word, but I have slight PCSD because when I did force to do things, it, I it rubber band back because I don't think, I think at the time I wasn't ready. Mm. So now I I know I'm in, I'm in a different space. I have to get rid of, I got to just do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we were saying, I just have to actually put more action towards it and, Hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get I that. Know. I get that, SB. Um, and oh, man. And a lot of times what, what keeps us stuck is basing where we're at now off of mm-hmm. something of the past. Where we were. What we were. Because even when you're, you know, you're talking about your parents, I, you was about to say, I, you know, I'm trying to maybe do, um, not be like that, not be like them. Yes. So that's still basing it off of something of the past. You know, mm. instead of having a vision for what you do want, not based off of anything from your past, not based off of, look, I tried this. It didn't work. OK, yes. And what do you want? That's just like um, me. I had to, you know, come to terms with that as well. Like, man, a lot of things I do, I base it off the past and I, I work on this every day in my thinking because we got to capture mm. every thought because we can get caught up in a, in a little thought and then it spirals us into the past. So it's like, that's why the Bible says, you know, write the vision and make it plain. You got to know where you, what you want, where you want to go, your vision. And that doesn't have anything to do with anything of the past. No, you're right. Because freaking enemy. Yeah. We'll get in there. Yeah, the the enemy is, I'm I'm, I'm tug of war, war, I'm battling. With the enemy, the enemy doesn't have that. But he's already defeated too. Yeah, I yeah. believe that because mm-hmm. I already know I'm gonna get to where I'm going. It's just a process. Yeah, because I'm, I got my tool belt and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm moving through this thing. You yeah, know? I got my boots on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ready for war. 
Then that's what it is. So she's like, Solomon, show my boots. Show, my <laughs> show, show our my big boots. Show hey. our big boots. Hey, your feet small. Yeah, they're really tiny. I wear <laughs> six and big a half or seven. Freaking eight and a half men's. These are so tiny. Jeez, but yeah. I just get tired of talking sometimes about that. Yeah, I get That's what the enemy wants you to do. Put it in your back pocket. Don't even worry about it. This ain't what you want. Don't worry about it. You got time. You got mm. time. Um, That's his biggest uh, trick. You got time. No, the time is now. Mm-hmm. The time is now. So yeah. what are some other things that you feel like you've been delivered from? Oh, yeah, good one. Um, I, I've really been delivered from shame. Shame was, you know, shame and... Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She was delivered. Because we had talked about... Okay, so y'all know Bridget is an open book. And we'll get back literally. to your deliverance. <laughs> right. Literally. literally. Wait, Solomon. Literally. Right. An open book. <laughs> She's an open book. And I'm learning how to be more open and I had to really dissect myself and realize I'm I don't want to be too open because I'm ashamed of being radically open that's what you realize yes Mm. right that's power in the realization that's true yeah so it's like for what we all we're all in this together we all have our battles everybody got a past everybody has a past like what am i we all gonna live and die right and when you're ashamed i don't there's no room for you to be authentically 100 percent your true self yes you know what i'm saying and i want to be me in every space yes even though i am me no i'm not entirely me in every space because i i may hold back a little bit Mm -hmm. because of the shame oh yeah you know what i'm saying i get it i hold back on this podcast because it's like i just don't want to say certain things or look look a certain way or worried about saying the wrong thing sometimes Mm -hmm. so yeah i appreciate you being an example to kind of like it's a release where you can just put everything out there you know thank you Welcome. No, because it's for real. <laughs> you are. Oh. I appreciate it. Uh, no, like literally that warms my heart because like. Oh, Lord. No. Yes, no. we get no. her to tear no. up. No. <laughs> we get her to tear no. up. Yes, I'm a we thug. did. Um. <laughs> Almost. I see the gloss. No, because <laughs> okay, yes, yes. yeah, I almost seared up a little bit there. Don't, don't stop <laughs> with the tissue. Don't with the tissue. Sorry. No, because literally, I've dedicated my life, my oh, entire yeah. life, you have to transformation. You it's know, not like easy to do not. what you did. It's not. I know someone that's in the and I want you to meet her because mm-hmm. she's a um, she's a coach too, but she's writing her life story. And what's her name? Um, shout, shout out to Carrie Ann. Hi, Carrie Ann. <laughs> we gonna meet, girl. We yes, gonna meet too. Yes, And she's writing, you know, she's doing her thing. And, you know, it's things that, you know, sometimes she may need to put the book down for a second, you know, but you've already been through it. You didn't put everything on your pages. Yeah. So not everything. I got one more book to write as far as did the first this is probably the first thirty three. Listen. This is the first thirty three. You yeah. got two you didn't put a yeah. lot of your life I put a lot. into yeah, these I books. Did. You I know, did, yeah. like and a lot of people are afraid to do so. That yeah. is commendable. Yeah. 
Well, I'm a storyteller, and um, thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I, I love to share stories. So in these books, they're shared in story form. Mm -hmm. And, like, you'll get to, like, love the characters. Like, you you're going to feel like you're on this ride with me. So it's just, like, you know, sharing my life. And I got to that point because I said, man, I realized that shame, embarrassment, and guilt, I hate them. You know what shame, embarrassment, and guilt is? Those are the enemy's triplets. Gosh. Those are the triplets that keep us in bondage. The enemy, as soon as you want to step outside of your comfort zone and go after anything great, the enemy going to be like, nah, rem uh -uh. Remember, remember what happened to you? Remember when you were 12 and you, you, know, you, you fell off the stage when you were speaking? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, just bring up anything from the past. Anything to keep you down. So I, I got to a point to where I said, I need to own everything that I've done, mm -hmm. everything that I've been, everything that I've said. And because if I can own it, nobody can bring that up. Like, nobody will have right. power over me. Right. Like, my past won't have power over me if I own it. That is true. Yeah. So I begin to own it, and I begin to share my story. And people from all over the world will share their stories with me. And they're like, man, I never, I never shared that with anybody. And I'm like, that just warms my heart so that, that other people feel free. Like, I'm, yeah. I have the environment of... It's your you know, energy. freedom, yeah. Yeah, it's your energy. Yeah, I, I totally dig that. What you said, it reminded me of um, Richard Pryor, and he did a roast for Paul Mooney. And it's it's the same, but it's different. And, you know, uh, he basically, he put out there that he has had sex with uh, men before. Mm -hmm. And he was just saying, I'm going to say it before anybody else said, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and claim it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it wasn't a big thing because he just put it out there. Yeah. When you act like things are a big thing, it becomes a big thing. Yeah, because it has you in bondage. Right. The enemy's right. triplets. For real. Shame, embarrassment, guilt. We got to work on that. What'd you say? Persi resistance. What, what, what you resist, resist persists. Persist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we continuously um, resisting just sharing our story or yeah. people getting like really knowing us intimacy in our lives you know yeah what they say about intimacy into me i see like letting people see inside mm, of you yeah man that'll keep you in bondage every time like the enemy's like yeah i got you you don't want nobody to notice or you don't want to go out there and start no podcast then people what, what if people find out about you know who you used to be you yeah. know what i mean what if people find out that you know you you was you know that it, that thought over there. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I'll, so I'll tell you. Right. So what? Because it's a few of them in this room right now. Does that yeah. like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some of your mamas was you thoughts know over saying? there. Down the street. Because I was fighting with me. Right. Free Nick in 90, <laughs> 92. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you know they coming out with a documentary yes. on Freak Nick? Yes. Uh, and I can't wait to watch it. 40s and 50 generation about to be exposed. For real. In a real way. <laughs> I was too young. I was a bystander. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can't wait to watch that. But yeah. 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 Just yeah. letting it go, man. Just... You were delivered from the thought life. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Just letting go. Like, whatever it is, y'all feel like y'all need to hold on to. Like, like, I don't want nobody to notice. Trust me, those people that you trying to hide it from, they done Lord, did it themselves. For real. And... They want to let it go, like let it go so that you can free yourself, that you can free your mind mm -hmm. and that you can blossom into the 
you know, the beautiful lotus flower that you were meant to be. Yes. So just let that stuff go. Make room for new. Deliverance. Yes. Amen and amen. Yeah. So that's our podcast for today, guys. I hope you get something from it. <laughs> <laughs> Why you said it? You get something from it. I don't know. You're all crazy. <laughs> I love it. But guys, yeah, check us out. Subscribe, like, share with somebody you know, encourage somebody with this video, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Love you. Bump, 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 bump. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah. <laughs>